Nedarim Perik Yud Mishnah Base Ten Two. In the previous Mishnah, we learned how if a girl is a Naarahamurasa, a girl who's under twelve and a half, who is uh, legally married as an Arusa, but not yet functionally married, having been Nasu and moving in with her husband, and she has a, a Neder. So we need both the father and the Baal, the husband, to work in concert in order to be made for her Nedarim to cancel her vows. Now the mission wants to consider what happens if, during that time, one of these two um, fall out of the picture, the father or the husband. So the mission says here, Mesa'av, if the father dies, meaning Nara Muhammad had a father um, at the time, but then he died, and we, until that point, needed both him, the father, and the husband to sign off together um, on, a, on a cancellation, on a hafara. Says the Mishnah, Lo nisrokna rishus laba'al. His rights don't empty out, pour out, so to speak, um, into the hands of the husband. That is to say, that um, before he died, the father had the rights to cancel, and now her vows, and now that he dies, those rights don't pass over to the Baal. In other words, um, if the father dies, there's simply no way for her Nadaran to be canceled. Um, on the flip side, Mesa Baal, if the husband dies and she still hasn't um, become a Nesua, she hasn't moved in with him, and uh, she is still a Nara, she's a minor, or twelve and a, up to 12 and a half, so then Nisrok Narashus Lav, his rights that he had, to, the husband's rights that were there to, in concert with the father, cancel the vows now, do um, empty out, pour out, literally, um, back to the father, meaning now the father once again can unilaterally cancel his daughter's vows. So observes the Mishnah, In this respect, in this way, uh, the the uh, rights that a father has over his daughter are more potent than that of a of a husband. Again, we're talking here about an, an Arus, a husband who's like done Kedushin, given her the ring, etc., but, um, but not yet um, taken her into his house to live functionally as husband and wife. However, there's a different way in which in which the uh, husband's rights with respect to Hafaris Nadarim, cancelling of vows, um, is more potent than the husband. Now, um, the next sense of the Mishnah sounds like a Stam Mishnah, but actually it's going according to one particular Shita, the Shita of Rebbe Yezer, um, and uh, the Mishnah itself isn't um, perfectly explicit what it means, but whatever it does mean, it will not be Lahalacha. And what it says is, in the following way, the husband has rights that are more potent than the father. Because a husband, an Arus, can cancel his wife's Nadarim uh, when she becomes a beggar, uh, she becomes a, a mature, past 12 and a half. But that's not the case when it comes to the father. So, first of all, um, what are we not talking about? We're, we're not talking about a case in which, a generic case, in which a girl started out being, um, you know, less than 12 and a half, and now she becomes, you know, more than 12 and a half. In such a scenario, the truth is um, that the husband would not be able um, to to cancel her, her vows um, <clears throat> because the father can't cancel now that she's stopped being a, a minor, Nara, and um, they don't pass over to the husband. So that's not what we're talking about over here. We're talking about, uh, uh, and, and there's a rule. The rule you have to keep in mind 
um, which will um, paint the picture throughout the whole of the Masechta here, or the whole of this, this topic here, is that a husband who's only an arus, as opposed to a full-blown, you know, stage two marriage nesuin, um, can never unilaterally cancel the girl's vows. You always need to have um, the father doing it as well, uh, or not at all. So the case of our Mishnah is a very specific one in which they had been, um, I'll call it engaged, like a better term, meaning they did the first stage of marriage called Kedushin or Arison, um, and they set a time. At the time they said, listen, let's say she was 12 years old, they said, you know, when she becomes 13, at that point um, we'll have the, the marriage and she'll move in with you, Mr. Baal. But um, the time comes and he doesn't, for whatever reason, he doesn't arrange for the wedding. So now she's still living at home. Now the rules are that until a girl um, goes to stage two, chuppah, and moves in with her husband, she lives at home with her father, and although she's married legally, um, the father remains financially responsible for her, to take care of her, to feed her, etc. And um, that being the case, when the husband is supposed to take over at, at the Nisu, and if he committed to take over at a certain time, but he doesn't deliver on that commitment, meaning um, that time passed, so then the Allah is that now, as like I'll call it a financial disincentive for the husband not arranging the, the chuppah, he now has to pay for her mizonos. He has to provide for her instead of the father. So he's like on the hook now for her. And according to the Tana in our Mishnah here, this is Rebbe Yezer, again, not Lahalacha, he held that once you have a husband who is responsible financially for this wife, even if they're not living together as husband and wife, not Nesuin yet, but he's on the hook financially, and there's no father in the picture because she's already a, a, a beggar, a bogeris. She's already become like 12 and a half past. So the only person who's in the picture is him, and since he's already financially responsible and he's also a husband legally, um, he should be entitled to also unilaterally, single-handedly um, be made for her in a darm, cancel her vows. That's the Sheet of Rebeliezer. Um, the Lach is not like that. The Lach is like Tanakam, uh, like the Chachamim, who aren't mentioned explicitly here, um, who hold that um, there's no way for a husband to unilaterally, meaning by himself, cancel his wife's Nadarm uh, until Nasuan happens, until they get fully married.